So what's up, everybody? It's your pal, Val, and welcome to the fourth episode of our show. I'm your host, Val, and today we have some very special guests um, who I'm going to introduce in just a minute, but as per their request, I am going to be playing a song, and it's called Valerie by Amy Winehouse, and one specific judge... or guest thinks that this should be the song this intro we'll, we'll have to take a vote on that but <laughs> so i'm gonna go ahead and play the song and we'll be right back in a minute fun
right. That was Valerie by Amy Winehouse. And that was as request of our first guest. So I'm going to introduce them. They are now on the mic. All right. So our first guest is Ava Grosso. And uh, our second guest is Aaron Gibbons. So there we go. So why don't we do a little introdu- introduction? Maybe you guys say hi, who you are, introduce where you're from. Um, Ava? Hey, I'm Ava Grasso from Rhode Island, like we called it in French class, or Rhode Island. Um, freshman here at Fairfield, and yeah. I'm Erin, I'm from Massachusetts, and I'm also a freshman. Very cool. <laughs> Alright. So, um, I think something that we all were very looking for, very much looking forward to on this podcast was the origins of the name Your Pal Val. And um, I've kind of alluded to the fact that the person who kind of came up with this name is going to be on said episode, and that person is Ava. So hey, hey. I think the audience is kind of looking for what made you think of that name? How did you come up with it? Like, just why, basically? Oh, um, I think it was just a simple rhyme. I just saw the words that rhyme with your name, and <laughs> my pal Val came up, and now I call you that all the time. So just kind of fit, I guess. Yeah. Anything you have to say about that, Erin? I do not have anything to add. <laughs> no? Okay, well, that's kind of cool. Um, so, let's see. That kind of was the origin of the podcast. We were kind of talking about it um, one time at dinner, and I guess the name Your Pal Val kind of stuck. And, I mean, I guess I was saying for a while, I'm not sure if that's going to stick, but I haven't thought of anything better. So, I think we're kind of, um, you know, sticking with that for now. But if anyone has any other ideas, let me know. I will say something very interesting that has been a development is I figured out that we can actually get callers into the studio. So there is a number. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to tell you until, I'll probably tell you later, but I'm very excited about the fact that there is a actual phone in the studio. So we will probably get into that a little bit later. But now that we know, um, is there anything that Ava and Aaron want to say to kind of introduce themselves any further or you're good or we just want to hop into the episode? I think we're ready to hop into the episode. Do I hate it? Yeah. I just set up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, something that Ava and Aaron have talked to me about was they want to come on the podcast, but I don't know what they want to talk about. So that's why there's two guests today because, you know, they're both. We figure if there's three people in a room, then we're going to eventually. Then we're eventually going to get to some important topic. We do have a live audience member. Um, would you like to remain anonymous live audience member? Okay, I will not tell <laughs> who the live audience member is, but I will say that said member may or may not be on an upcoming show, so look forward Ooh. to that. Um, okay, so the first segment that they kind of want to talk about, it's just, it's, it's just going to be a fun episode. We're not going to get into anything too serious unless, of course, they want to. But the first segment is going to be called Worth the Hype. And we are going to be diving into some popular, I don't know, trends of the time or just things in general. And the first one I want to start off with is something that Aaron kind of mentioned. I think it was my first episode when I was doing Not a Psych Major Psychoanalysis. And somebody was talking about Yik Yak and fall. And I was saying how I hate, well, I don't hate fall, but I don't think it's worth the hype. And I wanted to give Aaron a, a chance to voice her opinion on that. Okay, well... As a former Starbucks barista, I hate making pumpkin spice lattes, <laughs> so <clears throat> fall is just not a great time. 
But also, the leaves make a mess, and, like, the weather's not great. You never know what to wear because you can wear shorts and a T-shirt, or you can wear, like, a so sweater and jeans. Or, like, it'll be hot during the day. Or, yes, and, and the temperature changes during- too often. Yes. Like, it's like you have to be wearing sweatpants and, like, a sweatshirt in the morning, and then it can get to the point where it can be, like, a T-shirt and, like, sweatpants or, like, a T-shirt and shorts, and then it's just confusing. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I completely agree with that. I think fall is not worth the hype. I think it's a season of death and dying, and it's very oh. depressing. Um, sorry, that was a little dark. That's but winter. A lot dark. <laughs> but I know that Ava yes. has an alternate opinion. Oh, my gosh, I love fall. It's beautiful, and then it starts to get cold, so you can wear sweatshirts and snuggle, and it's perfect. And I'm winter is Okay. Winter is the season of death, not fall. Yeah, Winter exactly. is the season of skiing and happiness, so I, mean, I don't know but, what you're talking but about. death and skiing. I don't view winter <laughs> as a symbol of death because like, everything's already gone. Like, it's... Exactly. It's, it's dead. No, so but it's not the symbol, like the season of death. No, you fall. guys are making this so dark. Nothing's dying. <laughs> it's the season. I mean, That's I, what I said. Nothing's dying. The trees... I don't know. Spring <sighs> is my favorite because it's like the symbol of rebirth. So... Uh, you know, I, that's how I view Spring, it. Spring, it's kind of rainy. But we're talking about fall here, Erin. Is fall worth the hype? At yes or no? Final my answer. My answer is no. Okay, the, the things year. associated with fall are not worth the hype. Like pumpkin spice like, lattes, I love they, fall. No, they do not deserve the hype. Oh my gosh, and but Halloween? Actually, I don't think Val likes Halloween, so maybe that's not a good. It's not my favorite holiday. I'm not I gonna see, lie. See. Okay, random question. Best Halloween candy, like top three? Ooh, that's a good question. Reese's? But, like, the pumpkins, the mini cups, or the regulars? Pumpkins. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. This is such, like, an off-the-cuff question, but do you know, like, those sour straws? <gasps> yup, sour what? punch straws. Sour yes. Straws? Sour punch. Which color? The red, the blue, blue. or the green? Uh, yeah. Oh. You like or red? the purple. I like I probably the red or the blue. Mm, I like the red, I feel too. like everyone likes the blue. Mm. <clears throat> Or, you know, like those um, Lifesaver gummies that are, like, yep. sugar Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you Only were little, did you make them <laughs> yeah. rings? Like, I you think, can put them on your finger. I yeah. grew up on those. I'm, like, gosh. a very gummy-type candy kind Me too. Of girl, so. Me too. But yeah. a, a kick-up bar, like, I'll, I'll go with that. Or Yeah. Mm-hmm. When well, I was so. having, like, Halloween ca- candy the past few days, like, the aftertaste was just chemicals. And I'm like, I feel like candy's ruined. Well, happy November, everyone. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess it's, like, oh my know, gosh, by some definitions, the holiday season. But in other definitions, still very much fall. Does the, the lattes are still there, right? Oh, yeah. So when do the lattes expire, barista? Well, I feel like at my store on November 1st, like, if you were closing on Halloween, you were setting up the Christmas stuff. Oh, okay. Are you serious? So, like, so, you like, can't get a pumpkin spice latte anymore. If I go to well, Dunkin' in the BCC, At I the get... Starbucks I worked at, you could still order pumpkin spice lattes and because they kept, like, we kept getting shipments, like, the pumpkin oh, okay. syrup and stuff. But, like, once the shipment stopped coming, it was just until we ran out. So okay. it wasn't really a date. It was just when we ran out of stuff because mm. they started shipping, like, all the... Christmas. Yeah. yeah. But, like, also, the other drink was, like, an apple something macchiato, I forget. And that drink was not good either. <laughs> so like, the, drinks, the fall okay. drinks were just As underwhelming. Barista, have you tried all the drinks at Starbucks? I've tried a lot of them, but I don't like coffee. So, oh, so I don't, issue. like, I feel like my opinion is not the same as other people's. I see, I see. Okay. Well, I I'd much we... prefer, like, a passion tango tea over, like, passion tango a coffee. Tea. Good to know. Good to know. <clears throat> so, I think we, 
I think we've kind of talked about fall and different opinions are out there. Um, you know, audience, everyone's going to have their own opinion. But as for the next part of Worth the Hype, this is going to go into something we talked about last night. And that is hand, sin- hand sanitizer. Worth the Hype, <gasps> post-COVID era. Aaron, I mean, Ava walks around with her little <laughs> spritz bottle. I have gone through sanitizer. three bottles since getting to college. Of That's I personally I, feel like the hand sanitizer dries out my hands. But then it takes away the germs. I would rather have dry, germless hands. I'm pretty sure it kills, like, some of the good bacteria, too. That's okay. (laughs) I I feel like I think there's a healthy balance. Like, if there's nothing to wash your hands with, like, wash your hands. Exactly. If there's nothing to wash my hands with, I'm definitely using hand sanitizer. Yeah. But if I have the option between soap and hand sanitizer, I'm going with soap. All right, but take it for the Tully example. Where are you going to wash your hands? There's a bathroom in the Tully. That's a lot of walking... When you could just use your hand sanitizer. Yeah, well, you got to get in, in your steps. Well, I know. I think, I think what we've, the consensus that we've arrived at is that washing your hands is definitely worth the hype no matter what. Oh. Please do it. If you're okay. in a dire situation, that, okay. use hand sanitizer, but maybe not every <laughs> single time when you're next to um, a, a, a sink. You use soap and water. <laughs> okay, so next thing, TikTok, worth the hype, yes or no? No. Well, I, I had to download TikTok last week for an english project what really yeah and i had to find like examples of women in stem in tiktoks because the discourse community i chose my project was women in stem okay so i feel like you can easily spend a lot of time on it so i feel like it's kind of a waste of time so i feel like it's overhyped i think it's overhyped you think it's overhyped it's so overhyped because it's addictive and the people on there make so much money for nothing. Like, they literally wiggle their hips back and forth, and they're, like, millionaires. Well, <laughs> I don't think we know what kind of effort goes into the TikToks that we see, because we're not okay. on the production end. Okay. And also, I have heard there's a lot of monetary issues with TikTok, specifically, that they, there's, like, one pool of money that they distribute among how many views they get. So, like, oh. for YouTube, it's interesting because it's, like, 55% goes to the creator. Uh, the ad revenue generated off of said video, mm-hmm. and forty five percent goes to YouTube. So it's just really on that how much? much. Well, yeah, but it, they're using their platform, so they're giving more than half to the creator. Yeah. So YouTube is providing space for them to make money when they're just mm-hmm. sitting in their homes, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a way that people think it's fair because no matter how much money is generated, the creator is getting a portion of it. Whereas TikTok is like, okay, we're going to set aside a hundred thousand dollars for the day. However. Is that how they do it? They could be generating Mm. more than that, way more than that, but they're kind of screwing over the creators. So it's very interesting. Dang. Um, So I guess maybe in that regard, yeah, TikTok is not fair to the creator, so it's overhyped. I've never had TikTok, which is very unpopular. I've seen TikToks, but I've never had it. Mm -hmm. So I've heard it's addictive, and people caution me against it. So that's Mm. why it Mm. might or might not be overhyped. But education, right? Some people learn things (laughs) from it, right? Yeah, I guess so. All right. Aaron, let's talk about the thing that you ate today. (laughs) <laughs> avocado toast. Worth the hype, I yes or no? It depends. I feel like it depends on, like, the type of avocado you have because some of them are really the bland of- and gross. And, like, if the texture's not good, then it's, like, not good. Like, you have to have a good, like, texture, you know? So but- is a good avocado toast worth the hype? Yes. Yes. Totally. But, like, it can easily be a bad piece of avocado toast. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Like, it doesn't take much for it to be bad. Okay. See, my thing is they have a avocado toast station at our dining hall, and I just can't get past the white bread. I'm just not a white bread person. 
Interesting. It's so, sourdough, I think. Well, it's whatever like, sourdough, I don't know. I just like You could bread. go to the um, sandwich station and get a wheat bread and then go have cottage. That's kind of weird. I don't know. <laughs> so I, I, don't, I, mean, I don't think I hate it. I just don't know that seeing avocado toast every single day is like. Yeah. There's other foods out there. Mm. But okay. All right. So um, going off of this food tangent, what about Ben and Jerry's? Worth the hype. I'm very Oh, Aaron can this. tell you about that. <laughs> okay, so I like ice cream, and on this campus, the only options for ice cream are Ben and Jerry's, which you can get at the Levy, the Stag, and, like, the Spirit Shop, I think. But the other option is the Tully ice cream. And the Tully ice cream, it just isn't that good. Like, sorry, but it just isn't. Like, Okay, but, all right, so we were it's kind of... It's icy into- and, like, not good. So the Ben... It's icy. Back to Ben and Jerry's. It's ice cream. What do you mean it's Because icy. Ben and Jerry's has been the only solid ice cream option, I have been consuming probably more than the average amount of Ben and Jerry's than um, someone would consume. And so, so I would say... Let's just let's just clarify. Probably like twice. Okay, but so anyway, we're gonna probably go into more about like college specific dining. Like that's something we're gonna cover a little later. But specifically, Ben and Jerry's, the ice cream. Okay, well, I think that the best f- top three flavors, I'd say, in my opinion, are probably I like Give Me S'more. I also like. Oh, we have some visitors. <laughs> oh, some live audience members from outside the audience. Great to see you. Thanks for listening oh, to they're our... listening. Oh, oh, my goodness. Hello. Oh, my goodness. Okay. We have a podcast. We have open slots, y'all. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, so, Ben and Jerry's, would you buy it, like, if you're at a grocery store? If I'm at a grocery store, I would not gravitate toward Ben and Jerry's, probably. Interesting. Why not? Because I feel like if I'm at a grocery store, a good ice cream shop is probably not that far away. Okay, that's fair. You know, that's fair. So the only Ben and Jerry's I've ever had is at the headquarters in New Jersey, no, Vermont. Not New Jersey, Vermont, and it was pretty good. I don't remember. Yeah, what I don't recall I that being in my wonderful state of, of birth. <laughs> um, You're from Vermont. No, I, she's saying it's in Jersey. Jersey. I know. It's not my wonderful state, so it must not be <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> no, they sell it there. But I just, I don't know. I think maybe I, I have a soft place in my heart for Turkey Hill ice cream. I don't know why. It's just, like, what I mm. always ate. Wait, That's is that so the one good. in the yellow carton with, like, the red rim? Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, I just heard um, an outside <laughs> audience member claim that it doesn't exist in California. Really? I don't um, think it exists in Which Island, I think is very I mean. sad. Just because something is a, not a national brand doesn't mean that it's not good, so... Okay, um, I just have one other thing to add. Yeah. The ganache-topped Ben & Jerry's pints are superior to all of them. I can't say that I've had all of the Ben & Jerry's pints. Neither. So. <laughs> like, those ones are the best. So we have a clear yes from Aaron. Ava? Iffy. I've, I feel like homemade, Worth the like, hype. small ice creams are better than big brand like Ben & Jerry's. So I would say no, it's not worth the hype. I would agree. I would say that Ben & Jerry's <laughs> is better than the Tully ice cream, which are my options. But, okay, no, but the question is, Ben & Jerry's can still be good, but is it worth the hype? Yes. Okay. Okay. All right, so next thing we're going to be talking about is fashion trends. Um, <laughs> and one of those are something that I have very recently learned about, I'd like uh, within the past hour, <laughs> is mini Uggs. 
Um, so for those of us who don't know what mini Uggs are, could Erin please give a brief description? Erin's very passionate about this subject. Okay. I feel like I'm not extremely passionate about mini Uggs. I feel like... We were just sitting in the tully, and I was watching people walk by, and I was like, oh, mini Uggs. I, like, forgot about those. And so there was, like, ten people in a row. They were walking by with their mini Uggs on, and I was like, have you ever thought about how, like, the Uggs, like, started out, like, probably mid-calf, and now they're just getting shorter and shorter and shorter? Until now, they're, like, mini Uggs, where quite literally there's only, like, the part that covers your foot, and the part that covers your calf is just gone. So, like, how much is above the ankle, roughly, like, in like, it Like, centimeters. <laughs> like, almost none. Okay. So you're basically playing $100 for a sock. <laughs> okay, well, Literally there's, like, suede on the outside and then, like, a fuzzy Sherpa-ish lining on the inside. So I it's not really a sock, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I would encourage all who have not heard of a mini Ugg, as was me, to go look that up because I don't think that description. I like like Uggs because like when it's cold, they're like comfortable on your feet. But I wouldn't. I don't think that they'd be comfortable walking around on a college campus because like your feet get sweaty and it just gets gross, you know. Mm. Okay, so Aaron, That's question: true. Have you ever worn said mini Ugg? <gasps> Well, there are multiple types of mini Uggs. Oh. Okay, so, at least one of them. Yes. And you would say that they but don't keep you warm. I pers- My sisters have the mini, mini Uggs, but I personally have the short Uggs, and I like those better because my, like, go up higher, you know? I can't believe we're just sitting here talking about Uggs. Anyway. So, the question, the, according to Aaron, the mini Uggs are not worth the hype, and Ava says... They're not worth the hype. I prefer the short Uggs. The short no. Uggs are good because they're not too short, but the ones that go, like, way up to your calf, like, what pants are you wearing with those? Yeah, true. <laughs> like, <laughs> a yoga pant? smurf feet. Putting a yoga pant over them, it looks like, weird. And then yeah, I think that was, like, a trend. No one wears skinny jeans, so, like, you can't... I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I would need a little bit more time or a try on to see, but you have I'll to wear leggings to wear the high Uggs. Good to know. Whereas mm. mini Uggs are more versatile. High Uggs you know? always remind me of like middle school. Yeah, that era. Did you have the ones with the oh, buttons? No. Like the buttons. Oh, on I the had side? the knockoff. My mom got me this, <laughs> the cheapest ones on the market. I had gray, and they had buttons, and I hate buttons. Uh, I, it was, but I love them because you know, a very interesting side note is there's this YouTuber who literally cuts apart popular shoe brands, oh. and he's cut apart an UGG. And I've seen the video. I don't think it was a mini UGG, but it was a regular <laughs> UGG. And he basically was saying they are so freaking cheap that they should not be charging. Yeah, yeah. So keep that in mind. Um, and yeah. Mm. Okay, so next trend: Lululemon oh. worth the hype. Audience member says yes. <laughs> Ava? I disagree. I think you can go to any thrift store, any Old Navy, and get the same leggings for 20 bucks max versus, what is it, like 118 on Lululemon? Okay, well, personally, <laughs> I feel like depending on the item, Lululemon can be worth it. Like, there are certain things that, like, Lululemon just does better. They're scubas? I, I do like scubas. Please elaborate what oh, a scuba for is. For people who don't, don't yeah, know who do a scuba know. is, it's basically take a crew neck, crop it, and make it more oversized, and add a hood. And you have a scuba. And then scubas can either be quarter zip or full zip. And I... Some... Okay. 
I have multiple scubas, and I feel like they're just better than other other hoodies. I don't like. I just can't really explain why. But mm. <laughs> so mo- the, Lulu does scubas better. But let's say Lululemon as a brand is it entirely worth the hype if you walk into a Lululemon store versus just picking up said items at a different place? Well, I personally feel like the Lululemon items last longer, and, like, if something happens to them, you can bring it back to Lululemon and it gets fixed. Whereas if you're bringing back a $10 pair of leggings (laughs) to Old Navy, they're going to say, well, you should probably buy a new pair. Well, then you just get a new pair. There you go. So what do they do to fix, like, a hole in your leggings? Well, they have a seamstress normally who's at each store, so they can sew them back, or they'll just, like... Really? can replace them you can get things hemmed for free and like all of that type of stuff and if like you're in line leggings start pilling they'll replace them Align leggings are for like yoga or like more relaxing whereas like the the diff our audience members wearing them right now or you can wear like wonder under leggings which are more for like working out or like the wonder trains which have the adjustable like elastic band which i like better for like running but so how I, long is the warranty well, and how many times can you like cash out? Because I'm saying, like, if you buy one pair of Lululemon leggings and then they replace it and replace it and replace it, that sounds like a good deal to me. But if there's like only in the first year, or we only well, replace it up to one time, I like I personally know some friends who like bought something like three years ago. Something happened to it and they replaced it three years later. Oh, geez. but like I personally feel like Lululemon is also in a way like if you're having clothes for a longer period of time, even though they might be more expensive. In, like, the long term, it's better for the environment than buying 10 pairs of Old Navy leggings. Okay, but I could argue thrifting's even better than Lululemon, then. So thrifting Lululemon? No, No, like, thrifting, going to a thrift store. And if you don't want to pay that, like, kind of money for Lululemon, they have, um, I forget what it's called. It's going to come to my brain right after this. But people sell their used Lululemon through Lululemon, so that way you can tell that it's real. Oh, but cool. it's not as high of a price. And also, if anyone's looking to buy any Lululemon, every Thursday morning they restock the sale section. So sometimes you can get a couple of good deals, but normally they go pretty quick. So my other question would be: You have something you want to replace it. What if it's like it was two years ago? They no longer sell that item. Are you out of luck? Do they still replace it? I'd say once the item is discontinued, you're probably out of luck. Okay, so... But most of the items, like, they aren't discontinued that often. Mm. Like, the Define jacket Ava's wearing right now, they still (laughs) sell those, and I can tell you I've never seen that in a store, so it's probably over 10 years old. Yeah, it is. No, this is my... Okay, I... I, Whoa! Okay, no, 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 Because I have to match Aaron's Lululemon energy. Oh, my gosh. This is a two-time I take it back, I take it back, I take it back. I did not mean to be mean. I meant to say that, like, the styles are, like... This is from my mom. No, 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 no. I did not mean to be mean. I did not mean to be mean. I mean that, like, the styles that Lululemon... I'm not shaming you. I'm not shaming you. I mean that the styles that Lululemon has, they normally have for a long period of time. So, like, they're not... This is really old. This is really old. See, look, this is me reusing environment. Yeah. Recycle. Yeah. Fast fashion. She's saving the environment. Okay. I mean, you definitely have changed my opinions. I think for me, what's a big deterrent is like seeing $99 and me being like, (gasps) this is one article of clothing. Because I don't like to wear, I don't know. Like I, it's not. I'm not saying I have a ton of clothes, but at the same time, I don't want to wear the same pair of Lululemon leg, yeah. leggings my mm-hmm. whole week. Like that's just not. 
Oh, okay. well, the audience Wait, the, the audience member buys 10 pairs at a time? $1,000. Oh okay. Based on and articles of clothing. Oh my god. Based on Google. Based on Google, the Define jacket was released in 2014, so it's almost 10 years old. 8 years old. This what I'm wearing? Or something else. Like those defined jackets, yeah. Mm. Now the scubas are in, not the defined jackets. Oh, so sorry. Well, everybody in the no, right actually, now. the defined jackets. Some t- some of my friends are on TikTok because they call it the BBL jacket. Whoa. Because like wow. it's supposed to be like a skin tight jacket, which like I don't really like my things skin tight, so I normally go up a size. But like if you're wearing it skin tight, then it like snatches your waist. What's hmm. BBL? What is that? All right. Wait, I don't know what that is. <laughs> So it is just to clarify for anyone who cannot <laughs> see these members right now, both guests and our audience member are all wearing at least one article. Wait, I, oh, I, pause, pause, I pause, pause. Erin is not wearing Lululemon today. You're not? Erin is wearing Cativo, Apricot Lane, and Brandy Melville today. Okay, wow. And Hoka's. I'm sorry, your top looked a little Lulu to me, but then again. No, this is, I don't know oh, how to not, say it. It begins not. with okay. an N. Okay. Wait, Do you know what I'm talking about? Brazilian butt lift, the sur- plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know about that? I didn't know what that was. Girl, you do not need that. Um, <laughs> no, so we were talking now. about this, the jacket, how it like snatches your waist and how, how it makes your butt look bigger. Your butt? No, what? it doesn't. It makes it... Okay. If your waist <laughs> looks smaller, then it makes the rest of... Okay. Never mind. All right. Ooh. So we're going to go final vote. Lululemon worth the hype. Yes. No. Maybe. So that's a pretty half and half answer so for you. Well, I can guarantee you that our audience member agrees. All right. Well, the audience <laughs> member agrees, but I don't know about okay, the other audience. Okay, but our audience member is like the queen of Lululemon. All right, all right. So let's herself. move on because I don't want to tire our audience with Lululemon. <laughs> um, so let's talk about something else. Yetis versus Hydro Flask. Are they both worth the hype? Which one's better? Okay. Why? Do you have anything to add, Ava? Or it's can just I go? a water bottle, people. It's the same thing. Okay. <laughs> just, so you, you'd be a neither. You'd be like, yeah. don't spend the money on either. Okay. It, no. You can get the same one from Target. It might not last you as long. Well, okay. I guess you could argue that. It will not last you. Yeti? The Target one will break. Okay. I yeah. Okay. You. So, and when you have to buy. How much are Yetis usually? Um, let me okay. The right Yeti now. on yeah. the table right now is 40 bucks. 40 bucks? I the twenty six ounce, but that will last things. you a while. So maybe yeah. it's kind of worth it. The eighteen ounce is thirty dollars. Um, the twenty six ounce is forty. The most common one. Twenty six ounce is forty, and the thirty six ounce. Can is we 50. compare these to Hydroflask? Because I, I will say I have the. What is this? I do have ounce? both Hydroflask. Okay, when Hydroflask's like really popular, like the. That thing, yeah. like that. Wait, I can't do it anymore. Like that. That yes, that. Visco girls. So like yeah. the Visco girls. Like I did have Hydro Flasks, but I do feel like I use the Hydro Flasks more so if I was like going to dance class or running track or like to be on trend. Well, I feel like I just like my water to be cold. That's you don't true. Think it does keep your water, water cold. cold. No, 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 no. So I had Hydro Flasks first. Okay. Because everyone had them. Right. But mm. it kept your water cold, and, like, I happen mm. to need a water bottle. So I was like, oh, I'll get one. And then I you, I started it. with a 32-ounce Hydro Flask. This is so weird that I'm talking about this. Um, <laughs> then I got a 21-ounce smaller one that I could bring to school because the 32-ounce didn't fit in the backpack pocket. <laughs> so then I had that, and then I got a Hydro Flask tumbler, like the cups, but then 
when I had my car, I, I drive a Volkswagen Beetle, so, like, the cup holder doesn't fit fully. Like, it, the cup holder's under the radio. Wow. So you have problem. to move the cup holder out because it, like, moves in and out. So I had to buy a Yeti tumbler for it to fit. So that's how I switched because the, oh, <laughs> the Yeti tumbler would fit in the cup holder of my car, whereas the Hydro Flask one was too tall because of the, the lid. Okay, so interesting backstory. So I noticed. (laughs) We're getting there. So I noticed that the Yeti was keeping my drinks colder longer because I would put ice and water just in my Yeti and I'd leave it in my car like hours. Like for literally a whole Starbucks shift, so like seven hours. And it would still be cold and the ice would still be in there after my shift and my car was literally parked in the sun. So I was like. Well, maybe, yeah. I was like, the hydroflasks are supposed to be doing this, but but because I never had a Yeti, I didn't know. And so now I have a Yeti water bottle, which is here with me right now. And the top of the Yeti water bottle is so much better than the hydroflask one because the sip top for the hydroflask one, that's impossible to clean. Like, you get mold, and it's black. So if you get mold in that straw thing, you can't really see it. And it just gets really nasty really quickly. And so I personally feel like because the top of this Yeti, while it's black, you can unscrew it. And there's, like, the the chug top or whatever. Yeah, I love the chug top. So there's no, like, straw. Mm -hmm. But it's also clear. So you can see, like, that you have to clean it. Mm. Yeah, so that's very interesting, and I kind of agree with that. Um, I was pleasantly surprised when I came here how many people had Yetis and how popular it was, because back in my old high school, hydro flasks were the way to go. I mean, people had Yetis here and there, but here it's definitely more prevalent. Mm-hmm. And so I think Aaron and I both agree Yetis are better, and Ava would say neither hydro flasks nor Yetis are better well, than Well, I might brands. take it back. I think I do have a Yeti. I have the exact same. I have, like, the smaller so you version. Do. I do, but, like. There are cheaper options. I guess if you want cold water. But yes, but how long break. have you had your I've Yeti? I've had my Yeti for like four yeah. years at this point. Yeah, I've like, had it for a while. I ha- still have every hy- like every like re- Yeti and Hydro Flask that I've ever oh, had. All the money <laughs> oh, you have. Yeah, that's a triple like point. They, they, I haven't had one that's broken. I've and just, they are easy to clean. And I will backtrack. Inside. I do have the 26-ounce, the same one that Aaron has. I think that's a perfect medium. 18, I drink that way too quick. 36, huge. 26, yeah. 40 bucks. It fits in your backpack. It's saving good. the environment. You can you get them once, You can get them on campus. I, I say yes, it's worth the hype. Aaron? Worth the hype. Ava? I don't know. I don't know. I'm also, like, if you're going out, you have a Yeti tumbler. Like, <laughs> especially on Fairfield's college campus. Well. Anyway, all right, so next thing, private school worth the hype. I went to public school, Aaron went to public school, and Ava went to private school. I went to both. Oh, well, (laughs) freedom of expression versus conformity, is it worth the hype? I think, okay, from a positive perspective on private school, having a uniform every day kind of eliminates... The issue of trying to figure out what you have to wear that morning. So that saves you, like, 20 minutes right there. Mm. And that's kind of nice. And you know that there's no pressure because everyone is wearing the same thing, like, no matter how ugly the uniform is. And, oh, and so, and so, but I do think that with public school, it's, um, it is important to be able to express yourself and... I feel like, too, it's it's hard because when everyone's wearing the same thing, I think it's easy to feel self-conscious because everyone is, mm. 
so it's much easier. It's like who wore it better. I never yeah, exactly. thought about that. So if you are able to wear what you'd like, then I feel like it's easier to feel more confident in yourself and be more comfortable and be able to be yourself because you're wearing what you actually want to wear. So I think it's like a double-edged sword. So and your specific take on this is the uniforms. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I can see that, and I and I understand that. I think that, you know, especially in an environment where kids are so mean to each other and yeah. bullying is such a, a thing, yeah. um, that could be helpful. And in a sense, all types of school is a sense is this type of conformity because we're yeah, educating. Exactly. Some could argue indoctrinating, but I think that education is more of a freeing type of thing. Yeah. But you know what? Everyone's different. So mm. okay. I mean, technically, this is kind of private school vibes here, but may- maybe you would yeah, know. Yeah, pretty much. No, okay. yeah, it's very country club. All right. <laughs> very country club. Good to know. Good to but know. But I think, too, it's just generally speaking, I think public schools are better in the aspect that there's so typically more people and more a, divi- a diverse group of people. And I think there's more room for inclusivity, whereas private schools, it's typically... I don't know. I don't want to, like, generalize. But I mm. feel like it's typically, like I said, like, country, country yeah. club. No, I can definitely see that, especially because they do yeah. come at a very high price. And, mm. you know, they're not always, you know, inclusive to all people. So. Yeah. yeah. So, That's let's see. Cool I would say private school, no, it's not worth the hype because I got a good public school education and mm-hmm. I wouldn't trade it. Um, however, I know that's not the case for every public school. I was mm-hmm. fortunate. So, that's, you know, take that with a grain of salt. So, I think, no. Ava, you think private school worth the hype, yes or no? I think it depends. Depends where you live. Where so, I lived, okay. Private was better. And Aaron, yes or no? I feel like I w- If I could go back, like I had the option to go to public school or private school for high school and for middle school. Yeah, I did. But too. I chose to stay in the public school, and I don't really regret, or I don't regret it. Me too. I 100% agree with that. Okay, so, so not worth the hype. Not last part of the segment, college, worth the hype, yes or no? <laughs> Anyone? I feel like... This no. is a loaded question. So, I feel it's like college... college oh. <laughs> I feel like college is worth the hype because, like, the degree you get can be really valuable yeah. and important in your career or any but. field you want to go into, but the cost of college is getting out of hand. Yeah, like, that's true. Mm. It's costing, think, like, too much money. I think the idea of college is overhyped. Like, I feel like growing up when you're little, you're like, oh, you can't wait to go to college. You see all these movies, and it seems so fun and straightforward. I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like you, when you're young, you develop this idea of what college is going to be, and you over-excite yourself about what's going to happen when you're really, it's like, it kind of is just like, it's... I don't know. I don't want to say it's like high school, but it's kind of, it is what you've already known, just in a more real world. I don't want to say real I world. I think I'm going to argue that it is worth the hype because education is extremely important. That and is true. It and we're very lucky to. Windows, I will say that the expense is a real thing, and I think that people who can't yeah. afford it, like, that is completely a different ballgame for them. And to be in this position, I consider myself very fortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. So I will say it's worth the hype if you can get here, but if you can't, then I think that cost and benefit analysis for you personally it's an individual thing mm. so all right mm. final answer yes or no i suppose yes yes Aaron? No. Oh. is college Aaron's breaking your chair college She's breaking yes <laughs> okay cool so um i think what we're gonna do at this point is i don't know if there's anybody listening if there is 
Thank you for sticking around. Um, and we're going to try out this phone. I don't know if this is a bad idea, but maybe if you have a question for Ava and Aaron, I will tell you the number right now. All right. Let's see who, if anyone dials. Ready? 203-254-4111. All right. I'm going to say that one more time. 203-254-4111. Okay. No one's calling. <laughs> Maybe nobody's listening. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I'm very interested to see where this goes because I'm trying to find a way for people to be engaged in the podcast. And um, if anybody feels like calling in, <laughs> I don't know if anyone is. Mm-hmm. Too many people have class, I think. But okay, all right. Maybe next episode. Do we want to call in? Call in! Kylie, come on! (laughs) Kylie! I think we do. Ah, She's running away. (laughs) We we can't have any callers. Do you want to go outside and call audience member? I think so. All right. right. Well, now they have the number. All right, well, I'll say the number one more time. Jot it down, and you can call during the next episode. 203-254-4111. Wow, that's kind of sad. Okay, um, whatever. All right, so... My favorite segment, not a psych major. <gasps> oh, ah! we have a caller! Oh my god, okay, how do I do this? <laughs> this uh, is our first time, our first time. Hello? Hello? Hold on, I can't hear. Hello? Uh, Hi, Val. Oh my gosh, Aaron called the podcast. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> yeah, I can. So much echoing. All right, now we know it works. You know what? It works. The phone works. So if you want to call, I got way too excited. <laughs> that was a mean prank. Come on, guys. Oh. That was a very mean prank. Someone's got to call. Um, oh. All right, so not a psych major psychoanalysis, my favorite segment. I am not sure where we're going to take this in the in the future, but I think this time we have a topic that we want to cover very briefly, but we're going to psychoanalyze it. American consumer. American consumers and American consumerism. What do we think about that? Versus, say, maybe a minimalistic perspective, just America and the way that we operate as a society. Talking about, like, consumerism, like, generally, I feel like more products are marketed towards, like, females than they are, like, males, if that... Like, like, what do you mean specifically? Like, Hmm. I feel like there are more ads geared towards, like, females and males but that's kind of a whole like separate like topic but like I feel like specifically as a college student there are things that like I have purchased that I feel like I wouldn't purchase if I wasn't like I don't know like a college student yeah the thing about consumerism is they I don't want to say trick you but it's it's a need they played on a need-based game like oh if you need this to be happy. You need mm. this to have this. You need this to have this. And I feel like because of that, it's consumerism is such, I don't want to say like a big issue, but like relevant thing across the country and across our world because people are so tied into thinking that if I have this item, then I will be this person and have this life. When it's not like that at all. It's, it's life is so much more than material worth. And I don't know. It's just a messed up system, but it's a business, so I understand that's 
I think you articulated that so well. Well, thanks. Um, I think that we oftentimes like get too caught up in what you're saying, like keeping up with the Joneses and whatnot. And that's what I feel like personally. I've kind of adopted more of like a minimalistic perspective where I'm more intentional about the things that I bring into my life, and um, mm-hmm. I just it's kind of like antithetical to what is constantly being uh, tr- what the society is trying to t- sell you. Uh, I articulated that not as well as you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what about you, Erin? What do you think? I feel like on a less, like, deep level than, like, what you guys are going into, mm-hmm. I feel like clothes, like, clothing styles are, like, constantly changing because, like, the businesses have to sell products to stay in business and, like, the people who run the business, like, have to make a living. Mm-hmm. But... I also feel like if you're, like, clothing shopping, it's important to make sure that, like, you're not buying clothes just for a trend, you know? Whereas, like, some people I feel like would, but also your clothing should make you feel good and not, like, just you trying to fit in, you know? Yeah, so kind of taking a more sustainable approach, similar to what you were talking about with Lululemon and Yetis, um, and I think that tracking where we buy, I I don't think it's a bad thing to spend money, I just think that constantly feeling like you need to or the pressure, you're never going to have it all, and it's not going to amount to anything more than piles of stuff in your house. So um, I think that's an, an adequate psychoanalysis. Does anybody have anything else they want to say? No, I think we're good. Our, our guest speaker's heading out. Well, our guest audience member, we're not going to have an audience member oh, yes. for the last 10 minutes. I will say that I know Ava has to head off to class. Um, so I think Erin and I are going to take this one solo at the end but i just want to say thank you so much oh thank you for having me it was an honor yeah Very exciting i mean oh <laughs> audience member um i think it's good <laughs> is this be real <laughs> um our audience member is really being real over there so thank you ava <laughs> for creating the name of said podcast thank you for being on of it course. i think we're gonna see you here in a couple of weeks i think so because francais episode yes the french episode <laughs> and um Thank you to our audience member. And um, Aaron and I are going to close this out. So we shall Perfect. see y'all. Thank in you a bit. for having me. Of course. All right, Aaron. So this is your opportunity <laughs> in the last 10 minutes. I feel like I should get to interview you. All right. Well, these are your 10 minutes. So use them as you will if, if you want. Well, what is your suggestion? Well, I was going to say this is the floor is yours to talk about whatever is bothering you, what you feel like you need to tell the world. This is Aaron's time. Or we're just going to play Ava's song. <laughs> one, or the, one or the other. Hmm. Well, I feel like what if I ask you a couple of questions and then we can play Ava's song. Okay. What's your question? Okay. I want to know, what's your favorite thing about New Jersey? My favorite thing about New Jersey... Well, I will say I did have the great privilege of spending a few days in there this week or there this weekend. And I will say there is just no place like home. And I think the biggest thing I love about Jersey is probably I'll I'll say two things, because the first thing is that's my home and that's where I grew up. And it's just like, I guess, nostalgic. And there's just you just feel a sense of comfort when you're there. Do you know what I mean? Um, But the second thing I will say is the fact that it's so versatile, like across the state there is so much difference not only geographically or not geographic yeah like yeah across the map yeah but also like across the people that live there and the types of things that they have north jersey is so different than south jersey than central jersey you have the shore you have like the pine barrens forests national parks um cape may 
we, we, we literally have cranberry bogs. So there's everything. And I think that just being in that state, you can take day trips. You know, from where I am, I could get like two hours either way at the most. And I've been able to have the privilege to experience so much. So I would say, yeah, the diversity, versatility, all that. What was like the best part about being home? Or like, um, were there things that you didn't like... Are, are there things that you felt like you used to, like, take for granted or things that you didn't realize that you missed, like, that you realized because you went home? Um, I think because I was home for fall break, I kind of had that in a way already. So this time it was more of, like, being in my own bed was something I take yeah. for granted, I think. And being able to have a sleep all the way through the night, which I was telling you before, it was just, it's glorious. You know, you're able to sleep in. It was the weekend. Yeah. My own bed. <laughs> also, uh, I've heard from a source that you tried the crumble cookies last week, and I need to know which ones. Like, we need a rating. Like, one, two, and three. Um, okay, so for a little bit of background to our listeners, we have a crumble cookie how many miles away from Fairfield? University? Like, three. Three miles away. And Miss Erin is obsessed. I'm just very fascinated that they, like, I don't know. Okay. Well, I have been a pretty staunch... I'd say I'm curious. ...hater. And I will say I don't feel like walking a mile to Crumble Cookie or, or taking an Uber from wherever the stag bus would lead us off. Um, but I did have the opportunity to try four of the cookies. The first one was the Nerd flavor. Then I think we had a regular t- chocolate chip, a toffee, and then a Butterfinger. Is that in line with the flavors they had? Would you know? I would not know. Okay. Um, I will say because my expectations were so low and I said I hated it, it was better than I expected. Um, But I will say that my sisters who I did share it with were very disappointed because they were excited about it. And so I think going in the next time, if I – it would probably flop again because I'd be like, oh, they're not that bad. And then they would be bad. Um, The nerd one tasted like strawberry, like artificial strawberry, like cake, you know? The toffee one was extremely salty. The Butterfinger one was kind of interesting. And the regular chocolate chip was like, I've had better chocolate chip cookies, but it wasn't bad. How does the crumbled chocolate chip cookie, like, match up against the Tully chocolate chip cookie? I would say the fact that the Tully cookies are unlimited and you don't have to pay $10 a cookie or whatever it is. It's like $5 a cookie. I think so. I'm not sure. I think there's, you know, crumble cookies, I think I would be more supportive of them if they weren't so expensive for a cookie. And it's not necessarily the, like, if they were good, I wouldn't really care. I just think that, how much can you really judge up a cookie? Like, it's just a cookie at the end of the day. I I mean, they're not any special decorations. It's kind of just like going into a donut shop. Donuts are special. Cookies are not. Um, Guys, I don't know if she's listening, but a listener just walked by. Wow, I feel so special. Well, I don't know if she's listening anymore. She's going to class. Well, um, so how would I rank them? I think the nerd one probably was the worst. Toffee was number three. Chocolate chip was number two. And the Butterfinger was number one. I don't like Butterfingers. They always get stuck in my teeth. I think, well, this one wasn't like super stuck in your teeth. I, I don't think they're my favorite candy, but I do enjoy a good Butterfinger. So, yeah. Okay. Was that a good... Um, interview, Aaron. I feel like, yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to share with the world, or should we play a song? Hmm. Song? 
I could talk about women in STEM or we could do a song. Okay. Erin has something she wants to talk about in the remaining three minutes of her time. So we're going to skip the song and go ahead. Okay. Well, I, um, God, uh, speak your I've, mind. Ne- I've never talked about this before. This Please is so do. weird. Okay. So in chemistry class recently, we've been watching videos about how women's discoveries in STEM were discredited or like, I guess the women just like weren't giving credit. So like, Watson and Crick, the DNA guys, that discovery was actually made by a female, and they took her discovery and then proceeded to win a Nobel Prize for her work, and no one did anything about it because she was a girl. And, I don't know, it got me thinking about how women in, like, STEM fields aren't treated, like, equally, I guess, because, like, there was a study where, like, resumes containing all the exact same information was given to, like, a group of people, and, like, the only difference would be, like, one would have, like, a guy's name at the top and the other one would have a girl's name. And the approval ratings of, like, the resumes would be different. And quite literally the only thing that was different was the name on the page. And as a woman who, or as a girl who's looking to go into that field, it's, like, a little bit discouraging and I don't know. No, I think that's a very interesting point that you bring up, um, especially in that specific field. Even if you look at the gender breakdown of Fairfield University, how many people are in Dolan School of Business compared to how many people are in, like, engineering compared to how many people are literally in actual, like, science majors. And if you're thinking about it like that, business, they have a whole building. Mm. Like, Canisius, I feel like that's mostly English and, like, languages, right? So well, I think the College of Arts and Sciences here is so broad to the point where you have, like, chem and physics majors, but you also have, you yeah. know, like, English majors and So, I guess my point is that, like, nursing has a building, but, like, mm. science and math are both in Bano, and neuroscience is the top floor, then it's, like, chem and bio and physics is the bottom floor. Mm-hmm. And so, and, ma- the- and math is the basement. Mm. So, so in not- that regard, there's, like, way, there's, like, way less, like, if you're thinking about it in terms of buildings, mm-hmm. like, the need is much lower, meaning there's less students in those fields, but also, like, I'm thinking about switching to being an engineering major. And when I was talking to one of my friends about it, she's like, yeah, you have to be prepared to be, like, the only girl in your class and, like, to be in a room full of, like, guys. And some of them think that they're just, like, smarter than you because you're a girl. And also, like, she says that she's lucky to have, like, one girl in, like, some of her engineering classes. And I'm like... Well, that's got to be a reason why there aren't as many, like, women For sure. In... The fact that so many women could want to do it, but then they're all discouraged. There could be a whole group of people who yeah. would, you know, make the, even, the gender breakdown more even. Yeah. Because, like, in my chem class, I feel like if I walked in, I wouldn't notice that there was more mm-hmm. guys and girls. Whereas she's saying yeah. that there's quite literally one other girl if she's lucky. So what what do you think we could do to combat that? 
You know, I don't really know. But I do feel like the whole women in STEM thing, like, I've, I'd heard it a lot before, like, coming here. Mm-hmm. But I never really grasped that, like, it's a thing. Yeah, and I will say I had a friend in high school who was in, like, the top engineering class. It was, like, the capstone. And she was the only girl in the class. And it was very discouraging because the, the teacher was male and it was, you know, like, she was doing worse than them. And it's something that she had to overcome. Um, but I think that we can show the strength of women by the fact that there still are. There are people making the name, the advancements that they've made for literally centuries. And I think that taking that first step and having that courage, it's going to be an uphill battle and it's going to be something that's not fair. Um, But the fact that you have an opportunity to pave the way for younger generations of girls who might not have to feel as discouraged, you know, it's kind of like a a say of like taking, you know, taking up your battle armor and paving a path, you know? I also feel like there's so much here because there's like the pay gap, which Mm -hmm. is like a big problem. Yeah. And then also, like I was saying earlier, just the, like, women aren't taken as seriously. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Well, I think it starts here, and I take you seriously, Erin, and I think that all of our listeners do. And it is, you know, a real problem that we need to give weight to and focus on, and there's no easy solution. And the fact that you're willing to talk about it and bring it up, I think, spreads awareness in and of itself, which is important to keep doing and... You just have faith in yourself and know that you can do it. Even if there's naysayers, you're going to end up being... You're so in- incredibly intelligent to the point where... Oh, thank you. You're going to exceed no matter what. So. I I even feel like starting in high school, like, my... So I did, like, a lot of the higher level, like, science and math classes offered at my school. And, like, the AP physics teacher, I had him for junior and senior year because I did AP 1 and AP 2. He was a male. The only option for AP stats and AP calc classes were yeah. both male. Mm-hmm. Like all of the advanced placement option, like class options in science and technology and like those types of fields, <laughs> like whether it was engineering, physics, like any advanced placement in science and technology, it was taught by a male, yeah. like teacher, even yeah. at the high school level. And then coming here and having like a female chemistry professor, it was just so different because, like, yeah. I just wasn't used to it, which I didn't realize until Yeah, and now. I think the fact that you do have one is very encouraging and yeah. it is a real problem, and I thank you for sharing that. And we are kind of at the end of our time. I don't want to um, go too long, and this is such an issue, like... I, you know, we were having such a fun episode and then we really got philosophical, <laughs> which is awesome, but I don't want to feel like I'm cutting you off. Like, don't feel that way. Yeah. It's so incredibly important. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being on the show and being real. That's important. Authentic- authenticity is key here on the show. Um, so anyway, I really want to thank you, Erin, and thanks for bringing that up um, to spread awareness. Ava, thank you for being on the show. Unnamed audience member, thank you as well. Next week, we are going to have yet another guest. So please tune in always Tuesdays from 1 to 2 p.m. And bye for now, pals. That's all. So it's Val signing off, and I'll see you next time. Bye.